3: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. I'm R.J. Bell with the sports betting headlines for Friday. Mattress is his name and he's made a Super Bowl record bet. Four and a half million on the Bengals to win 7.7 million. That would be the biggest win in recorded Super Bowl history. The odds on the game, though, have not changed. Rams are holding steady four and a half point favorites, and the total, steady 48 and a half. Jacksonville Jags hire Doug Peterson. Now, before this hire, odds were 100 to 1 Jacksonville winning the Super Bowl. After the hire, 100 to 1. Here comes the Four Hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is straight out of Vegas. The Vegas Strip.
3: Here's RJ Bell. You heard it. I'm RJ live on a Friday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. AJ Hoffman. He's uh, what's it called when you uh, moonlighting? Moonlighting. He's got a UFC event. You know, he. I don't think he's missed a day yet. So, got to give the guy a little bit of credit. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to know more than their buddies. Now, typically, this would be an opportunity for America's favorite producer, assistant producer, producer from the Ivy Leagues, maybe? I'll give it that. The America's favorite producer from the Ivy Leagues, Mackenzie, Yale graduate, but he's in timeout. I mean, he's here, he's doing work, but he's not allowed on mic. So, this is going to be a solo effort, which I'm looking forward to. I've been preparing you know, a few uh, rants, not even rants, but teaching moments. But why is Mackenzie on timeout? It's because, unfortunately, he loves the mic too much. He just loves attention, loves the mic. And I like that. I like that it's something that he wants to strive for, but... Sometimes you go too far. All right. We're going to start today, the Vegas lead, with this bet that is a record-breaking bet. So, who is Mattress Mac? He is a guy out of Houston who sells mattresses and very successful. And, oh, I don't know, probably seven, eight years ago, I think. It could be even longer. He started offering these long-shot deals that would extend, let's say, through the whole season or even more, and say things like, if the Astros—you know, Houston—if the Astros win the title, everyone who's bought anything from this day to this day gets a full refund. And again, if the Astros were 3-1, to 4-1, to one, probably not going to do that. But when he originally started doing this, the Astros were not a very good team. And then the year they emerged— he had a huge exposure, huge, because he expected no chance the Astros are going to win it. And lo and behold, they did, or they, they had a chance. They were contenders. So, what did he do? Very smart. He came to Vegas to hedge. So, think about this. Let's say you've got a $10 million exposure, and... On the Astros, let's say use that, and let's say even they're you know fifty to one to start the season. Okay, he's going to put a little something on the Astros, figuring hey, if I if the Astros win and I have to pay out my mattress people, I'm going to win something from Vegas. But then as the season would progress and the chance of the Astros or whatever team in Houston he was putting the uh, deal on, he would start betting more and more and there's were times he was betting millions of dollars on the Astros or whoever else he was and he has the Bangles in this case which again you know I'm I'll, if I have specific questions you know, no this is what I do put it up on the screen when did he start the Bengals promotion all right we'll get that i'm RJ Bell we're straight out of Vegas um Here's what makes this very interesting. One, he had the Bengals and he bet four and a half million, four and a half million at plus 170, plus 170 to win 7.7 million, which would be a record. Okay, that's a big number. It's a record breaking number. That's interesting. But this story, this story dovetails to the whole idea of the $100,000 bounty and the F- sanctity of the game, the fidelity of the results. It's one thing, you know, pro wrestling, you know, w- results, okay? And then in football, different, right? you got to believe as a fan that your team has a chance. you got to believe it's a real game. And when Tim Donahue, in that scandal that happened over 10 years ago, David Stern, the commissioner, was very concerned. He was very concerned that people would think, oh, these games are fixed. And now it's, you know, it's a problem, because not just betting, because back then it wasn't affiliated with the league, but it was like, how why do you pay money to go to a game if it's not on the up and up? Promise you the NFL takes it equally, if not more seriously, that concern. Way back in the 60s, there were a number of Packers that were just associating with gamblers. So imagine that. Back in the day, if I was around in the 60s, Football player has dinner with a guy, you know, like me back in the day, I guess, is they were suspended, I think, the whole season. So think about that. That's how serious the NFL was and is about the fidelity of the results. So, my point when we talk about that is this is now a betting market. The NFL is a betting market that the league. Profits from. They have deals with betting companies. They have deals with for the information. They got deals left, right, center, and they're making a lot of money. Okay, that means now they're in cahoots. They're they're gambling is part of their business model. If you don't have, if if people are betting millions, if not billions of dollars, and the Super Bowl will have, you know, upwards of fifteen billion bet on it this year. I mean that's across the world, not all legal, but you know, it's always been over 10 billion. You know, it's just guesses to some degree beforehand, but it's going to be over 10 billion. When there's billions being bet, isn't that analogous to the stock market? Isn't that analogous to okay, I bought Google. Oh look, Google is Got a big problem, and I'm speaking hypothetically. We'll just say company XYZ has a big problem, but they don't announce it. But they're inside, and you know, their uh, president, their CEO, they sell some of their stock. Lo and behold, the news comes out a month later, and the guys that work for a living got their retirement fund, they lose. Well, the government. Wanted no part of that. They had a crackdown right around 1932 with that. The SEC was formed, not the Southeastern Conference, the SEC, and then, and then uh, in the 80s again. And if you've seen Wall Street, and uh, you know one of Fez's favorite movies, and you know I, I gotta admit one of my favorites too.
0: When does it all end, huh? How many yachts can you water ski behind? How much is enough?
3: A lot of. Um, legal proceedings, a lot of criminal proceedings around insider trading in the '80s, late '80s, and since it's been something that most uh, investors on Wall Street really try to avoid because they can go to jail. Not always enough people go to jail. Not always the tougher jails, but it's just, you know they go away. And my question is, what is different about the NFL? what is different about the nfl if there's billions being bet there's more bet on this super bowl than traded in a lot of stocks in a given day that you've heard of so i, I mean if you think about it that'd be good analysis to do is how many you know if we assume let's say 12 billion to be conservative you know how many stocks are trading 12 billion right i don't even know if any are so the it's, it's big money. And even if it wasn't big money, it's still money. If it's a million dollars, if the league's taking money, they should have a fair product. And you know what is another concern with it? Injury reports. Oh, look, so-and-so is not on the injury report. When we were at the Super Bowl a couple years ago, we were screaming about Gurley. He's not on the injury report. He obviously was injured. He was on the report in the playoff games, but not the Super Bowl. And he was obviously injured in the Super Bowl. But you know what? No consequence to that. And you know what happens when there's no consequence? People keep doing it because it's a competitive advantage not to... Reveal the uh, injury information. If your guy's hurt, you'd rather the team not know it. If your guy's not hurt, you'd rather the team think he was. Right? Because they're going to act on bad information. The league a long time ago, a long time ago, we're talking 50 plus years ago, figured out if the injuries are known to everybody, then nobody has an edge. What you see all the time, all the time, is, and you saw this in the NFL about a month ago. I can't remember the injury. But there was a quarterback that was out. And the line started moving about noon Eastern. And about 1240, it's announced this quarterback's out. And the line moved significantly. So, oh, I, I think it was the um, Tannehill situation, if I'm not mistaken. But don't quote me on that. But either way, I'll get that during the break. But what what happened is the movement, significant movement, was about 40 minutes before the public announcement. Well, guess what? It wasn't a coincidence. Someone told someone. And what does it take? You tell a trainer, even at the NFL level, those trainers or assistant trainers aren't making very much. If you're a big better in that city, you say you get any major news, we'll pay you five, ten thousand. Just text this, you know, here's this encrypted app, text it, and if it's, you know, blah, 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 whatever it is. And if you're betting, you know, two, three, four hundred thousand, like some of the syndicates are, well, I mean, the $5,000, five thousand, ten thousand, the trainers, no problem. And you see it all the time. The line is moving, and then the announcement comes out. Well. Inside information. Well, the league figured out 50 plus years ago if we force injury reports on the teams, you got to give them. And if everyone knows everything, then no one knows any more than anyone else. And thus, there won't be any 5,000 of the trainer, 10,000 of the trainer. But for a competitive advantage, the teams resist being forthright with the injury reports. And the league doesn't do anything about it because if they crack down on it, I you know, if draft choices were being taken away. Not going to do it, but they don't seem to care. Now, why does this matter so much? Well, for the reasons we've talked about, but another reason, Mattress Mac, what he's doing is something that that. A bunch of companies could do. Imagine if you're uh, in the Big Ten, and if Wisconsin wins the Big Ten, you know, you're the commissioner. If Wisconsin wins, you don't have anyone in the playoff. But if Michigan wins, or I guess Iowa in this case, or if Michigan wins, you do. Well, that's big money for the conference. So, how much money is it? I don't know. Let's just say it's a $10 million difference. Now, wouldn't it make sense, like any other business that the Big Ten could go hedge and say, we're going to bet X amount on uh, Iowa. So, if they spring the upset, we lose that money, but we get half of it back because we just made a bet on Iowa. Big money line bet. I mean, what happens if you're Taco Bell and you got beans to buy in a couple months? Well, you buy futures on them. You hedge, where if the bean prices go up, it doesn't crush you. And how many, just think and daydream on how many opportunities there would be if this was a regulated market, which it is, and it was a fair market. There'd be so many billions of dollars being affected by the results of sporting events. And every company that's exposed to that risk would benefit to be able to hedge. You ask any serious company how important hedging is to them with their uh whatever they need for their assembly line or whatever I'll say you know hey it's disney world okay maybe they're hedging against a bunch of rain in the summer that would hurt them you can hedge against anything except sports except more people bet on sports than anything else even you know i guess you'd say the stock market but most people are passive investors and this mattress mac is hedging millions of dollars and it's helping his business it's helping vegas and if the leagues did it right this could just be the beginning it's a very interesting you know we we think of sports betting as back rooms and smoky cigars but if you listen to any podcast you know it's they're spending mucho money advertising because it's a billion, you know, many, many billion dollar business. Okay, let's take our first break when we come back. And this is going to be really maybe the most actionable segment of the week. I'm going to tell you, if you like the Bengals, when to bet them and how to bet them. And if you like the Rams, I'm going to tell you when to bet them. And how to bet them? Yeah, it's not going to be the spread. When I'm RJ Bell, we are straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Straight out of Vegas!
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
1: Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns.
2: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check
1: out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. I'm
3: RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas, and the team is not here. AJ off today and back on Monday. I'm R.J. Bell, and we're flying solo, and I promised you, and it's what we're going to deliver, delivering on the T's. I get usually about a D- minus on that, but going to deliver on this tease. How do you bet Cincinnati if you like the Bengals? How do you bet the Rams if you like the Rams? When and how? It's not obvious, either of them. I'm going to give you that answer in a minute or two. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audience has doubled in the last year plus. That's because of you. We're going to keep reciprocating with all of our best efforts and keep spreading the word. We really appreciate it. The weekends are a great time to catch up. If you missed any of the show, just search for Straight Out of Vegas on your favorite pod player and listen over the weekend here in Vegas on the Strip. 56 degrees. The neon is flowing. Okay, Rams right now favored by four and a half. So it's it's ticked down a little bit. Now there's a because it was four and a half with a little extra vig. There's been some Cincinnati money, obviously Mattress Mac, but that's not going to drive the spread. It's not going to drive the national. You know, Vegas numbers might wherever he made the bet at. Uh, and where was that bet made at, Mackenzie? Louisiana. Oh wow, that's a Louisiana. Vegas missed out on that one. He said he
4: drove in his car right to. We got to the Louisiana border. Pulled out his phone and made a couple couple hundred thousand dollar bets to okay. add it up.
3: Okay, so. Um, Pop up, Louisiana's the state. Pop up the um, sports book it was on the screen. So, it's interesting, because we might think, oh, Vegas missed. But then, if you think about it, it's like, I'm assuming, and it was Caesars. Caesars, obviously, big in Vegas. Now, they're going to keep their books differently, so Louisiana gets credit. They're going to pay taxes there. But Caesars does just fine. Now, unfortunately, Vegas doesn't get, for me and for the Vegas people, don't get the taxes on this. It goes to show you, and it's the long debate, is... Does sports gambling spreading across the country legal help Vegas or hurt vegas i 'm a big believer if Vegas can stay competitive, it helps because just like the river boats, just like all the state Indian casinos it got people it 's almost like a farm league farm league for sports batting. Oh look we you know and, and before it was a farm league for video poker for twenty one for whatever. The wife comes, oh, look, these penny slots are fun. March Madness comes along, hey, honey, you want to go to Vegas? It's like, yeah, that sounds fun. And all of a sudden, you got another customer. I think sports betting is the same way. If you're betting sports in West Virginia, come March Madness, you don't want to be in West Virginia if you can be in Vegas. So, it, it wets the beak a little, or wets the appetite a little bit. Okay, so the Rams, a little bit of money on the Bengals. Now, how do you bet? Let's start with the Bay or the Rams. How do you bet the Rams the favorite if you like them? And when do you bet? Okay. The way to bet them is the money line. Now, what is the money line? The money line is no spread is involved at all. And you bet on the favorite more to win less. So, for example, the money line is about minus 200 to win 100 So, $2 wins you $1 if you bet on the Rams. And you know what? If they win by one, it doesn't matter. Two, it doesn't matter. Three, they still win. So, with a line at four and a half, the difference between the money line and the spread is if the Rams win by one, two, three, or four, you win on the money line, you lose on the spread. And for that advantage, for buying those points effectively... You don't lay 110 like you do on the spread. You lay right around minus 200. Now, why would it be the Rams on the money line? Well, you don't bet it now. You wait till game day. And every year for the Super Bowl, what happens is the weekend comes in Vegas, other places. Casual bettors get involved. People that wouldn't make a bet any other time are betting on the Super Bowl. So, what ends up happening? Well... Some people that are so recreational don't even understand what the spread is. And so, they walk up and go, "Um, well, how do I bet this? And they go, well, you can have the Bengals plus four and a a half. What's that mean? No, no, I I just want the Rams to win. Okay? And it's like, well, it's 200 to win 100. Oh, I don't want to do that. How about the Bengals to win? I mean, this is how it goes. 100 wins you 180. Okay, let's do that. They just got to win, right? Yeah. You get an inordinate amount of money on the underdog on the money line cuz it is understandable cuz it's the money line and it's bet some to win more right and people like that they don't want to bet more to win less and what happens it artificially depresses the money line because in that market in that pool is a lot of money on the dog so what do you have to do you got to make the favorite more attractive So typically, if you have a four and a half point favorite, you might be in the minus two area, or I'm sorry, you might be in the minus two ten area on the favorite. Now it's you know around two hundred, so it's a little cheap, but the money hasn't come in from the recreational betters. When it does come game day, half hour before the kickoff, you could see, assuming the line stays the same. You could see the line being as or the money line being as low as 180. So when you would expect minus 210, if you're getting 180, that's value. That's called a sale, and it's almost like a classic arbitrage between hedge fund with a hedge fund. Is you're betting or you're buying, investing in one thing in one market, one thing in the other, and in this cheap market, it's the money line on the favorite. So, if you like the Rams, the smart bet... Now, the line could go way up, so you're still taking a little risk. But I don't think it will, though. Is The smart money is waiting. Fezzik on the podcast this week said that anyone betting the Rams is making a mistake. I mean, he's that unequivocal about it because of how big this effect is. So, let me be very explicit. If you like the Rams, the best bet... Wait till game day. Look at the money line. If you can get, you know, and you can go online and see what the commensurate, oh, the line's four, what should the money line be? And you can save 20, 25 cents, which is huge, huge. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Next, I'm going to talk about the Bengals and how you bet them. Okay, the Bengals, a lot simpler. You want to bet on the spread. You certainly don't want to bet on the money line because that's where the squares are betting and it's causing it to get extra cheap. The worst bet you can make, as usual, with Freddie Fanny Pack and Barney at the bar, as usual, that's the worst thing to do. And why? Not because Barney loses all the time. I mean, quite frankly, he does lose a lot. But it's because that betting action causes that side to get expensive and the other side to get cheap. If you, can, if you knew what Barney was betting, and you bet it beforehand, you know, you can win. In the long run, you can't win betting with Barney, because now the line's moving and you're getting a bad price on it, just like you would on the money line on the Bengals. So, you want to go spread. The next question is, When? When? And that one I'm not sure about. And it's better to know what you don't know. Early in the week, it felt like a lot of pressure upwards. Now, there's a concept called sharp sports books and Square sports books. Just like batters are sharp or square, certain sports books cater to sharps and some to squares. So you can see all the time, you go to pregame.com and we have a free odd service. You can get like 10 different sports books for free in real time, and you'll see the books that that cater to um, the recreational batters, the squares. A book like Caesars meets that criteria. They've got the line at four and a half. So, the public right now is betting the Rams. Okay. Pinnacle, which is an offshore book that's famous for catering to sharp action, they will take sharp bets. They like it. It has the line at four and a little extra vig on the Rams. So, it's kind of like 4.1 or so. So, whenever you see, and this is a great tip in general, whenever you see the sports book that's sharp, A little bit shaded. That's the sharp side. Why? Because they're saying, "Come on, if you want to bet the Rams, we're the place to do it because we got the best price in the world, minus four, minus 108. But if you want to bet the Bengals, plus four. Nah, you don't want to do that. Why? Because there's four and a halves everywhere. So in general, they are putting up a line pinnacle that is almost guaranteeing one-sided action. No one that has a pinnacle account hardly anyone would bet the Bengals. Because if you got a Pinnacle account, it means you've got probably three, four, five other ones, because it's offshore, it's tougher to do. So, they're saying one-way action is fine with us. And to me... You can tell so much. And I'm talking about college basketball. I'm talking about NBA. Go look at the screen. And again, we got it up at the site. And you can say, huh, I'm thinking of betting the Lakers tonight. But okay, Pinnacle has the Lakers cheap. Oh, they want people betting the Lakers. Well, you don't want to bet. You don't want, if Pinnacle is saying, come on in, the water's warm. You don't want to get in that. That's shark infested, that water, I can assure you. I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. Okay. We're going to talk about, you know, there's been a number of coaching hires. And we're gonna kind of do a rat a tat tat rundown and give you some observations on it and what we think, well, what the market moved, and also what the sharp opinion is.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas, weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
3: We are Straight Out of Vegas. You know, some would say the voice of Vegas, but I don't personally say that about myself. That'd be absurd. And Mackenzie, unfortunately, is in timeout, but he's got some very interesting. Tidbits in the notes on this Jacksonville Jaguar hire Doug Peterson, Super Bowl winner, uh, next head coach. Now let's look at the his career as a head coach against the spread, which is expectation fifty percent exactly forty three and forty three. Vegas is pretty good, uh, but five and one against the spread in the postseason. That's included in these numbers. Um and straight up 54%, okay, And one Super Bowl victory. that that matters. No doubt about that. Okay, what's fascinating is Peterson before the big move to fourth down, Staley, go, go, go. you're you're down three in the third quarter on your own 17, third and, or three go or fourth and three, go for it. That kind of craziness. I think some of it is crazy. Well, in 2016, when it comes to aggression on fourth down, first year for Peterson, number one in the NFL. 17, number two. 18, number two. 19, he was number nine. And 2020, he was number one. So, one, two, two, nine, one. Now, will he be more aggressive? Was he Was he waiting back, Peterson, saying, you know, I think we should go in a f- bunch of more spots, but people would go nuts. It'd be so far out of what consensus is. It would take too much heat. Or did he find his sweet spot, and now he might be a not a conservative coach, but maybe out of the top 10? Because things have changed that much. And that's something we're going to be talking about in the entire offseason, is the idea of how... Many things are affected by these fourth downs. I mean, just think about it. If you're taking a double digit underdog and think of the lines, they were very aggressive on fourth downs this year because they figured, hey, if we're going to win games, we got to hope we roll seven or 11 a bunch of times in a row. And I completely. You know, you want a high variance. I mean, think about it. If you're better, whatever, let's say you're playing one-on-one or horse or something, it doesn't matter, chess. If you're better than the person you're playing, you want them to be play normal, you want them to be conservative, you want more of the same, baby. Because with more of the same, you're better. And thus, hey, you don't want things to vary. But if you're bad, or not bad, but if you're relatively the lesser player, well, what do you want? You want variance. Think about college basketball. You want to shoot a bunch of threes if you're a big underdog. Because sometimes you're going to miss a bunch, and you know what? You're going to lose big. But sometimes you're going to make a bunch, and you're going to pull the upset. And that is the key, is the better you are, the less randomness you want, and the less variance you want, and the relatively worse you are, Versus the opponent, the more variants you want, so it didn't feel like to me the teams accounted for that. It f- feels like the aggressive teams were aggressive in every case uh, it, like it, 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 they accounted for if they were winning or losing the game, but early in the game, when like yours eight point favor, you probably don't go for it in a few spots that you would otherwise, and then the other factor here. And listen, I get why it makes a ton of sense why the losing team or the lesser team wants to roll them dice, roll a couple of 7s or 11s, and boom, you pull the upset. Favorite doesn't want that. The other and last point is, what happens if you're taking 11? You've been competitive the whole game with that team, 11-point dog, and lo and behold, Other teams score. The favorite scores, they go up seven. They got the ball now with three minutes left, or let's say seven minutes left. Because with three minutes, they're going to go for it regardless, even back in the old days. You go for it on fourth and seven on your own 18 or something. Boom, the other one punches it in. You're know, you going to see, and you saw this with the Chargers games. When they lost, they lost this year, some games. And I think you're going to see more disparate scoring, which is going to affect favorites and affect dogs. And that's what we care about. Who are we kidding? That's what we care about here. Okay, when we come back, I gave you who we should bet on or when with each of the teams. But now I'm going to give you, and this came straight from Fezzik, I'm going to give you another tip on a way to bet the Rams other than the money line that actually might have even more value. So, yeah, Rams money line, we gave it to you earlier. This one might have even more value than that, and it's another way to get at the Rams. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Straight
2: out of Vegas!
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews,
1: and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
4: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal
3: podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh, my God. Bell, we are straight out of Vegas. AJ back on Monday. He's moonlighting for the UFC today. First day he's missed, so let's give him some credit. Now, Mackenzie's been in the doghouse. We don't even want to recap yesterday's fiasco. But I just noticed on the break that I looked down and there were some crumbs down there from a cracker I had maybe two weeks ago, and it's gone now. All right, now what we're going to do, I'm going to tell you another way to bet the Rams, and then I'm going to give you my Tom Brady prediction, Nostradamus style. I gave it mostly a couple days ago, but there was one piece of news that I realized backs it up even more. And then a quick Pro Bowl discussion. Well, real quick. Okay, the Rams are very good, very good at getting yards. If you just look at the number of points the team wins by, and you look at the number of yards they win the games by, there's a certain equation on average. What is that, 4.7? Yes, yeah, the last three years, historically. Yeah, so 4.7 yards. Every 4.7 yards, you're usually going to win by a point. right? So, if you win by seven, then on average, it'd be seven times 4.7, and that's the yardage edge. Obviously, some teams lose. Uh, games that they win on the yardage and vice versa. But in the long run, over three years, that's the equation. But the Rams are much above that. The Rams just outscore or out yardage people very effectively. And the Bengals actually don't. They win games that you wouldn't expect them to win, and we all know that. So, you can actually bet three or four different props if you like the Rams and bet over, let's say, uh, the quarterback passing yards, over running back running yards. And like three of those, four of those bets, because if you do the quarterback, uh, Stafford, obviously you don't have to do any of the receivers because you've already got that covered. You can kind of cover most of the yards the team's going to get. And then the assumption is it's a better bet than betting the Rams on the spread because they're better at yardage than they are at points. And you know what's weird? If you look at this line, the Rams should be about 50 yards favored and they're only favored by about 20 yards. So so it's it's a it's about half The number of yards favored. Now I think about it, it was 20 and 10, right? That's right, yeah. Okay. So um, the the points here, so four and a half times 4.7, a little more obviously, should be around, you know, in that 20 range. But if you add up the yardage compared to the Bengals on the prop bats over quarterback, et cetera, it's only about 10 yards. So, man, oh, man, you get a team that's better with yards with the Rams. And you getting a discounted price on it. That might be the smartest way to bet the Rams. And if you have any questions about that, you can tweet me at RJ in Vegas. I probably won't see it. But if I do, I'll respond to you. <laughs> I'm RJ but We're straight out of Vegas. OK, let's do the Brady. You know, I'm going to save the Brady thing for next. Well, hmm. I'm going to do it fast. All right, here's the Brady thing. He is coming back. This is my prediction. Not this upcoming year, but the year after. Why? Because if you think about it, he doesn't like what's going on in Tampa. That seems obvious. He said goodbye to Tampa, but he doesn't want to look like he's title hunting. So he takes a year off, gets healthy, spends it with his family, works hard. And then next year, he can come back at 46 and meet all of the goals that he wanted to meet, Right, which was played to 45 or later. And I think he might be better because he had a whole year to rest. So, I mean, I know he's aging, but and here's the beauty he can pick the team he wants at that point without it looking like title hunting. So to me, that's my prediction. And the last piece was everyone said, why did Tampa, why did Tampa only get the discussion in the goodbye? Well, maybe because he was kind of saying goodbye to Tampa, not really saying goodbye to the league. I know this is a long shot. But I think it might be true. Okay, Pro Bowl. We've got the AFC favored by one and a half. But what's really interesting is the total last year opened at 52. And they scored 71 points. Now, this year, the total opened at 62. That's how disconnected they feel right now. The bookmaker, they don't know what to do on this Pro Bowl. And thus, you're seeing these varied spreads. We'll be back on Monday. AJ will be back and we'll be looking at Super Bowl week from Vegas.
2: Out of Vegas!
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field.